we have an obligation to allow our heads to meet our hearts, to become good stewards, to look in the mirror and ask the question, is this journey going to be only about me or is is our leadership going to be more about others? Episode 209, a huge shift by America's biggest companies. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. With more than 2.1 million listens and downloads growing every week, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author of eight books on leadership growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Jason, before we get started, uh, we have been talking now for several weeks about the Jason Jennings Certification Summit. you have an update for us? Uh, I do. And so for those who have not listened to the last couple of episodes, they might not even know what we're talking about. So um, uh, the idea for the Jason Jennings Certification Summit uh, was initially born uh, about 10 months ago, uh, following a speech I did in Bogota, Colombia. And uh, a guy in his 30s, who's a CEO of an organization there, wanted to know, he said, how much longer are you going to keep going? And I said, well, I'm going to keep going for years. I have lots of books to write, lots of speeches to give. There's a lot of things in my mind. He said, but at some point in time, he said, when you're no longer doing it uh, or something happens to you, what's going to happen to this immense wealth of knowledge that you've been privileged to uncover and discover during your career? And he said, you really have an obligation to, to share that knowledge. And so that kind of planted a seed. Then I heard that my friend, um, uh, Marshall Goldsmith, uh, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith, um, was going to give all of his knowledge away. And so I was with Dr. Goldsmith in Toronto at the uh, Global Gurus Conference in uh, the first part of July. And I made a commitment to him and I made a commitment to the group uh, that I was going to put in motion uh, the wheels to give all my knowledge away. And so that, and, and give it away for free. I, there's no monetization of anything. I'm going to take our study into 220,000 companies. Uh, I'm going to take the eight books. I'm going to take the nearly 2000 workshops and speeches, what's been gained and learned from them. And, and the 20,000 interviews I've done just for the speeches, uh, and, and the workshops, uh, all the videotape programs. I did the audio tape programs. I did the online programs I've done, uh, all the speeches I've done. Uh, I'm going to give all the knowledge away over an intense three-day period of time, and it's going to be for free. All people have to do is get them to wherever we're going to do the summit, and uh, so they'll have to pick up their airfare, and they'll have to pay for their hotel for a couple of nights. Other than that, uh, everything else will be covered, and uh, it's it's going to be free. At the end of the three days, people will become Jason Jennings certified, and that is they can represent themselves as acting as me. They can coach, they can speak, they can write, they can teach, um, and uh, they're Jason Jennings certified. They have all the knowledge. Uh, they at the end of three days, they will know every single thing that I know. I'm we're going to figure out a way to to just give all the knowledge um, and all the experiences to these people. Um, so we're looking now uh, at uh, February or March uh, because there's going to be, while it's going to be free, there will be a cost. The cost is going to be people are going to have to come up with a lot of the knowledge before they come to the event. I'm not going to teach them eight books. They're going to have to read the books. Uh, uh, I'm not going to talk about what we've done in 209 podcasts. They're going to have to listen to the podcast. So the cost will be they'll have to be prepared to really be the beneficiaries and the recipients 
recipients of all the knowledge. So we're looking at February and March. We're looking at possible locations. I'm hearing from lots of people, lots of people who want to be part of this. And uh, what I'm saying is this. Uh, if you would like to become part of this, all you need to do is send me an email at jason at jason Jennings.com. Uh, we'll get back to you and say, we've received your, and tell, tell me a little bit about yourself and, uh, and tell me why you'd like to be part of this. And, uh, and then we'll start regularly coming up with our mail, emailing updates starting in about a couple of weeks after these next couple of trips I do. And you and I had a, a conversation this week and, uh, and the conversation is this, I, in my mind had thought we would have uh, 20 to 25 selected, highly selected people being part of this. Um, well, it might be more uh, because who am I to say, uh, no, you can't come because you're too young or you can't come because you're too old or uh, you can't come because you're from an industry that I'm not familiar with. Um, I, I, I don't want to be in that position. And so you came up with the phrase the other day when we were speaking, you said, look, it'll probably end up being self-selection. I mean, lots of people will indicate an interest and then some can't do the work. Some can't get through the podcast. Some can't read the books and uh, some will decide uh, they don't want to go to the city, wherever it's going to be. And uh, so I think it's going to be self-selection. So I'm not sure how many people we'll end up with. Uh, but if you're interested in being part of this, it's going to be magical. That much I know. It's going to be a magical event. Just send me an email, jason at jason dash jennings.com. We'll get back to you. We'll acknowledge receipt of the email. And in a couple of weeks, we'll start the updates. We have not blogged about, or I've not blogged about this yet. Uh, we have not done an email campaign yet. Uh, it's been limited to the podcast. And uh, frankly, I'm, I'm very surprised at, uh, at how many people have uh, indicated they would like to be part of this. So, uh, so that's the update. Awesome. And it's, I would say this, as part of that self-selection process, we're talking about highly principled people right, wanting right. to reach their full potential. And you know Emphasis what I think? On highly principled. Yeah. And, 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 and you know what I think? I, I, I think that those are the only people that listen. I mean, after, after 209 episodes, I think the audience has self-selected themselves too. I mean, if people get the things we're talking about, the insights we're talking about, the knowledge that we share, uh, I, I would suggest uh, they, are they are highly principled people. But I'm right. These are highly principled people who want to achieve their full potential and their full economic potential in life. Mm. Okay. Well, get that email in if you want to be part of this group and we'll keep providing updates as the time draws near and it's going to be here before we know it. So uh, yeah, yeah. As we record this in uh, late, late August. So here we go today though, we're talking about uh, something that has really created a stir in the business community in the past week uh, around the world. And that's the business roundtable making an announcement and we talked about it during our conversation earlier this week. And I said, I'll bet that's what the podcast is about. And sure enough, that's our topic today is this shift. And I, and I guess I'm going to say, is it a shift or is it just an articulation of the way these businesses have been starting to operate? And, and I'll let you set the, set the stage yeah. and say what that shift is. Yeah, I will do that. Well, first of all, we better explain to people uh, what or who is the business roundtable. And so the business roundtable 
is an association of CEOs of America's biggest companies. And what they do is they work to promote a thriving U.S. economy and expanded opportunity for all Americans through sound public policy. So they really, they lobby and they influence public policy. Uh, and it's a, it's a loud and very influential lobbying voice for public policy in the country. Uh, now, these CEO members uh, together, if you take all the members of, of the of the roundtable, uh, they lead companies with more than 15 million employees and more than $7 trillion in annual revenues. I mean, so they represent a big, significant slice of American business. Uh, you, you know the names of some of the CEOs uh, who are members of the board of the, of the roundtable. J.P. Morgan, General Motors, Oracle, Johnson & Johnson, Marriott, AT&T, IBM, Cisco, Boeing, Walmart. I mean, all the big names are part of the business roundtable. So what did they do? Well, <laughs> they did something I believe is monumental. They did something that I believe is very brave. But Dale, I would agree with you. They did something that is also an articulation of, of, of what has come to be. Oh, and I want to tell you one other thing, Dale. I, I mentioned this to you when we when we had an opportunity to chat earlier this week. As I was looking at the, uh, if you go to the business roundtable and you go to who are we and you go to our board of directors and you scroll down the pictures and the names, over the years, uh, I'm not going to say I have been in front of all of these people. I'm not going to say I know all of them, but I sat smiling as I scrolled saying, yep, I remember the event I did for this one. Yes, I remember the event I did for that one. Yes, I remember being in Orlando with her company. Yes, I remember being in Scottsdale with his company. So uh, a lot of these people have received the message uh, since my first book, uh, the message that we talk about uh, on the Game Changes every week. So what they did is they changed their statement of purpose. Now, their old statement of purpose was this, which I always had a problem with. It was based on the work of Milton Friedman. And I also want to point out that Milton Friedman uh, backed off a little bit from this statement. Yeah, he was a, he was a troublemaker. Uh, he liked to uh, rile the hornet's nest up a little bit. But in the later years, he backed off of it a little bit. But his big claim to fame and what he got his many of his awards for, he said, the only obligation of business the only there's only one obligation of business and that is to maximize their profits essentially by any means including uh, the moral compass being damned that the only responsible uh, forget being a great employer forget being good for people forget being good for customers i mean the only reason for a business to exist was to make as much money as they possibly could and his reasoning continued uh he said and then when the profits are distributed I don't give a damn what people do with them. If they want to give them away to a charity, if they want to give them away to help good causes, that's fine. But it should never be the business that is involved in, in people or charitable work or caring or compassion or anything else. They only exist to maximize their profits. Well, that had been the former uh, statement of purpose of the business roundtable. Well, here's what the new statement of purpose says. I mean, and I told you the other day, it was like hearing my words come back to me. And I'm not and I'm not claiming credit for anything, but but it was very validating to see the new purpose statement. It says, each of our stakeholders, including our employees, customers, communities, and society at large, are all of vital importance, and we exist to deliver value to each of them. 
I'm not sure how many times you recall me saying over the years that every speech I end the same way. Uh, the middle and the beginning of the speeches change depending on who I'm talking to and what I'm teaching. Uh, but the final point is always the same, that we have an obligation to allow our heads to meet our hearts, to become good stewards, to look in the mirror and ask the question, is this journey going to be only about me? I need to get as much as I possibly can because there's not enough to go around. Or is is our leadership going to be more about others? And when we speak about others, I've always maintained there are five constituencies. You have the workforce, vital importance. You've got your customers, vital importance. You've got your vendors and suppliers, vital importance. You've got the shareholder who took the bet, who took the chance on you, of vital importance. And we've got the planet. And the job of the leader is to improve the lives of all the members of the constituencies. So that is the new stated purpose of the business roundtable. Uh, it made a lot of news this week, and I think it's going to resound with businesses. I actually think we have come to a tipping point, if you will, in the way that people with a strong sense of guiding principles view the purpose of business. So let's talk about your reaction to this, especially in light of the articulation. So you've studied a lot of these companies. You've seen them behave this way. And that's what I mean when I say it's a new articulation of existing behavior because the high-functioning, truly contributing companies behave this way. and Of course they do. And this is a new way to say it so that the world can see it and we can grab, wrap our hands around it and heads around it and hearts around it. So based on all that, what's your reaction to this? Uh, I, 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 I think it's long overdue. I think it's of major significance. Uh, I think a lot of other companies are going to follow the lead of what these very brave CEOs have done. And I think it's an acknowledgement that business has changed dramatically. Uh, I remember after my first book came out and uh, uh, all of a sudden the calls started coming in for speeches because I, I never set out to be a speaker of anything. Uh, it, it was really because of the success of the books that people wanted to hear what I was writing about and what I was thinking about. And I remember I was uh, early on after that first book, I, I was speaking to a group of uh, CEOs and it was a small group. I, it might've been a hundred CEOs. I think they were from the insurance industry, as I recall. Um, I do. And it was uh, in Orlando. Of Florida, and uh, and I was I, I was talking about the need to have a purpose. I was talking about the importance of culture, and uh, one of these CEOs, big, larger than life kind of guy, ruddy cheeks. I can see him. He kind of stood up during the Q and A, and he said, I, "I see what you're talking about." He said, "But it's kind of bullshit." He said, "Let me tell you how we deal with culture in my company." He said, "That's handled by HR." I mean, he said, that's, those are the people who get together and sing Kumbaya and all the touchy-feely stuff is taken care of by them. Well, I mean, I knew back then that this guy was a dinosaur. I mean, he's probably dead and buried by now. Um, you know, today, you wouldn't find any CEO who doesn't talk about culture as being the most important thing that a CEO or a leader does. It's the single most important thing. You would not find a CEO anymore. So it just takes time for all the old people to go away. And uh, I'm, so I think what the Business Roundtable has done now is, is just going to become 
the way that business is routinely conducted. Because unless you believe your people are important, you're not going to treat them as though they're important. Unless you believe your customers are important uh, and your communities are important, you're not going to treat them like they're important. And you're going to do business, you're going to do very bad things in business. So I I, I do think it's a tipping point. I think it's it's an exciting one. So some of the critics uh, in just watching the press around this last week, and if if you're Uh curious, the Business Roundtable put a two-page two full page spread ad uh, stating this new purpose along with the names of all the CEOs of the roundtable in the Wall Street Journal. I think it was Monday's edition. Um, and then there's been a number of stories about it since. Um, but some of the critics have said that it's just going to give CEOs some cover if their revenues and profits aren't growing by being able to say, hey, we're, we're focusing on some other things. And that is that is hogwash uh, from detractors who are looking to be detractors for no other reason than to be a detractor. Uh, there was an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal to this effect uh, a couple of days ago from some critic. I, I didn't even bother to note his name. Uh, and 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 his uh, five hundred words were absolute gibberish. I mean, they they didn't even make sense. He was he was writing for the sake of of writing unintelligible words and stringing them together. Let me let me tell you what this is going to do. It's not going to provide cover. I mean, uh, right now, CEOs, leaders are are measured on their revenue and profit performance. We want a growing organization. That's not going away. We're just adding four other things to the portfolio. We're adding the workforce to the portfolio. We're adding the customers to the portfolio. We're adding the vendors and suppliers to the portfolio. And we're adding the world and the health of the world to the portfolio. So instead of only being held accountable for one thing by the board of directors, they're going to be held accountable for five things by the board of directors. And let me also point this out, Dale. Every single, th- every single one of those five things that we talk about is measurable and should be measured in any organization. I mean, people... What is the level of employee engagement as measured by an outside third-party reputable research company? Because if you're measuring an uh, employee engagement on the inside, uh, you're going you're gonna to use flawed data and you're going to make the survey say whatever you want. If I was a member of a board of directors, I would want to know what the culture of the organization was, what the level of engagement was. And that would be one of the things in which the CEO's compensation should be paid. What about the customers? What, what about the customer engagement survey? I mean, every company routinely does them. Again, they've got to be done by a reputable third-party outside research firm. But I certainly would want my company to be led, or the company that I sat on a board of directors of, I mean, to be led by a CEO who was increasing the stickiness and the happiness of the customers and was building a company to exceed customers' expectation. What about the vendors and suppliers? I mean, if the only way you can achieve success is by beating up your vendors and suppliers and squeezing every last nickel out of them, you're making your very, very vulnerable. I mean, every there should be spirited negotiation, but spirited negotiation should be that both parties win. So what is the status uh, of the vendor and supplier community? And then what about the shareholders? Well, are they happy? I mean, is there growth taking place? Are revenues growing? Are profits growing? And then what are we doing to be environmentally responsible? What, what steps as an organization are we taking to be environmentally responsible? So I, I don't think any CEO is going to be allowed to run for cover uh, because of this new statement of purpose. 
I think there's going to be more accountability uh, if companies take the next logical step and begin measuring every CEO's performance on these things. Mm. Fantastic. So we like to leave our listeners with something actionable to do, and hopefully you've pulled it out. I'm going to summarize that. But that's really, I would say, to embrace this idea that each stakeholder, the employee, the customer, the community, the society at large, your vendors, suppliers are of vital importance. And we as leaders exist to deliver value to each of them. And I love that idea of delivering value to everyone we serve as, as leaders of these, of these yep. companies that are making a big difference, whether your company is two to five people or 500 to 5,000 yep. or more. Any final words for us? Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, I, I've been highly influenced uh, by a statement attributed uh, to Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, and I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going back to India uh, coming up very, very soon uh, in the next, uh, I think I leave uh, four weeks from when we're uh, doing this. And uh, I'm a real India file and I, I, I can't wait to get there. However, uh, attributed to Mahatma Gandhi, Keep your thoughts positive because your thoughts become your words. Keep your words positive because your words become your behavior. Keep your behavior positive because your behavior becomes your habits. Keep your habits positive because your habits become your values. Keep your values positive because your values become your destiny. Uh, and the only thing I'll add to that is if, uh, if you're listening and you think you would like to be part of the Jason Jennings certification program, Send us an email, jason at jason-jennings.com. We'll acknowledge the receipt of your email. And then within a couple of weeks, we'll start providing probably weekly updates uh, as decisions and locations and times, et cetera, are, are finalized and put together. Mm, fantastic. That email address, jason at jason-jennings.com. While you're there, uh, on the keyboard at your computer, be sure that you subscribe to this podcast. Just choose your favorite podcast listening app. Hit the subscribe button while you're there. We would appreciate a rating and review. Click those five stars if we've earned them. And uh, write a few sentences about what this podcast means to you each and every week. Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event, visit the website, jason-jennings.com. This is the Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people, their full potential. You've been listening to the Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinvention and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.